and welcome to the 481st episode of Travelwitz Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with my co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and this is the 11th season of Travelwitz Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travelitch Radio. And tonight, with Halloween just a few days away, we talk to Catherine Orr, Manager of Marketing Communications for Historic Hotels of America. She's also Editor-in-Chief of the 2022 Historic Hotels of America Most Haunted Hotels list, as well as the monthly Top 25 Historic Hotels of America list, and Editor-in-Chief of the Historic Hotels of America directly. Wow, that's a mouthful. And so she knows Historic Hotels, the National Trust for Historic Preservation, and at least for Halloween, the National Trust, as we mentioned, for Historical Preservation. Welcome, Catherine, to Travelwitch Radio. Well, thank you for having me on, Dan. Happy to be here. Thank you for doing this. First of all, Catherine, how many hotels belong to Historic Hotels of America, and what does it take to qualify for membership? Of course. Well, Historic Hotels of America is a program of the National Trust for Historic Preservation, which is a privately funded nonprofit chartered by Congress. And to be inducted into the program, a hotel must be in a building that is at least 50 years old and is recognized for having historical significance. Now, today there are over 300 members in the program, and they represent 44 states, Puerto Rico, and the District of Columbia. Okay, it's Halloween season now. So there's special attention paid to haunted houses and paranormal events. You have quite a few hotels that qualify, I think, and it seems the longer a hotel has been around, the more likely it is to have ghosts or sometimes visions of people who've been gone for centuries. Let's start in Concord, Massachusetts, where you have a hotel that served as a hospital during the Revolutionary War. Please share. Oh, yes. Uh, Concord's Colonial Inn dates back to before the Revolution. It was a private home during the battles of Lexington and Concord, and the owner was a medical doctor. So he treated uh, wounded and dying soldiers in the rooms that are now part of the inn, and guests quest room 24, which was his operating room. So maybe some of the soldiers never left. Uh, That's the story. And uh, the inn was also uh, later the home of American author Henry David Thoreau, and there are claims that he's been cited there too. Oh, cool. Well, we're in Massachusetts. Let's move on to Salem, home of the notorious witch trials. Have you heard anything about historic Hotels of America members in Salem? Oh, yes. Yes, Uh, the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem has its own ghost stories. Guests have reported seeing furniture move on its own, hearing noises with no earthly origin, and seeing the ghostly figure of a woman who disappears without a trace. So maybe she's a witch. Uh, room three, yes, who knows? Room 325 is supposed to be the most haunted room in the hotel. And uh, that's where guests have claimed to feel cold spots and they smell fresh cut flowers that are nowhere to be found. And in 1990, uh, the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem held a seance in its grand ballroom to try to contact Harry Houdini. And did they? No, I, I don't think they did, <laughs> but it's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Now, we've had Bill Ott as a guest on Travelers Radio, and he seems to think his hotel has some haunted rooms. Have you heard the same stories? I have. The 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa in Arkansas. So in the 1930s, uh, in particular, uh, it was a private hospital, and it was run by this quack doctor who conned families into sending their ill relatives there for treatment. So some people believe that the hauntings at the 1886 Crescent Hotel come from the angst of the sick sick residents who lived there and died there. Uh, But the spirits aren't malevolent, from what I've heard. One of the ghosts is believed to be helpful, uh, even folding clothes and organizing the guests' rooms. And the hotel is quite proud of its ghosts, and it offers tours and public seances, and there are several books available about the hauntings there. Oh, that's great. We're talking with Catherine Orr of Historic Hotels of America. Catherine, Dennis Costello, who had been the general manager at the Hotel Bethlehem in Pennsylvania, actually stayed overnight in one of his rooms that had generated numerous reports of lights flashing and doors closing by themselves. He didn't witness anything. But apparently he was willing to test the theory. Have you stayed there or anywhere else that generates ghost stories? Yes, I have stayed at a few of the haunted hotels, and Historic uh, Hotel Bethlehem is one of my favorites. Well, I'm guessing that Dennis stayed in room 932 at the hotel because that's one of the most requested rooms because of the stories guests have left with uh, the concierge desk afterward over the years. So guests of room 92 – had no idea about it before staying there, and they've reported unexplained events like paper standing upright or flying off the desk, lamps flash, like you mentioned, the lights, and the bathroom wallpaper even turned color in a couple of reports. Mm-hmm. So there are also photographs of strange orbs appearing, too. Where are the oldest members of Historic Hotels of America, and do they have the biggest reputations for invasion by ghosts? Well, two of our most historic hotels both have ghost stories about tragic brides, interestingly enough. Uh, The Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia, dates to 1766, and one of the resort's most legendary spirits is thought to be the ghost of a jilted bride who stalks along the 14th floor. Her groom-to-be had second thoughts, and he left her at the hotel. People wonder, did she ever leave? Some say they've seen her. And then we have another very historic hotel uh, founded in Annapolis, Maryland. This is the Maryland Inn. And it tells the story about a ship's captain who left his bride-to-be at the inn when he was called to sea. And when he returned to marry her, he was killed in a carriage accident. She took her Mm. own life a few moments later. Tragic, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So according to reports, the bride still paces around the fourth floor waiting for her love. And Captain Campbell, uh, the sea captain, he's been seen in the basement tap room. So um, the the inn likes to tell the story that they're finally together in dust, and uh, they offer special events to the public in October. Oh. Well, how about some of the newest members? Since each hotel has, been, has to be at least 50 years old and meet certain standards of excellence to belong to Historic Hotels of America, it's kind of strange to ask about your newest members, since even the new guys are oldies but goodies. But tell us about some of your recent additions. Yes, yes. Well, one of my favorite ghost stories comes from one of our 20th century members, uh, actually. And uh, it's at the Ward Hotel in Jackson, Wyoming. Um, They have reports there from the staff. Now, now they say that guests have never reported seeing this ghost, but the staff have. Uh, They call him Bob, and he's a ghost that's believed to be the spirit of the hotel's former mechanical engineer. So Bob uh, helps apparently with burst pipes and electrical wiring, so he's uh, living where he worked in life. (laughs) (laughs) 
you got to love it, a ghost named Bob. Now, are mm-hmm. ghost stories more prevalent in Halloween season, or do you hear about them all year long? Well, I can't say if they're more common, but I do know that guests report sightings and experiences throughout the year at historic hotels. Of course, ghost stories are on our minds more this time of year, so maybe people are more open to an experience or thinking they are having an experience. We're talking with Catherine Orr of Historic Hotels of America. Catherine, Historic Hotels of America is going to hold its annual gala event next month. Tell us what this is, where it is, and whether any ghosts will be invited. (laughs) Oh, yes. So every fall, we produce an awards program to honor the historic hotels that have achieved a historic preservation win or they've played an important role in their community that year, something that makes them stand out among their peers. Um, So this gala is going to be uh, held at the Grand Hotel Golf Resort and Spa in Point Clear, Alabama. It's right on Mobile Bay. And, you know, ghosts are invited. I will will say that. They're (laughs) they're very much invited. We would love to have ghosts come. But unfortunately, they won't be able to enjoy the dinner and the drinks that we have planned for the evening, so I I don't know if they'll show up. Our guest last week, John Murtha of the Omni Parker House in Boston, told us his property is the oldest continuously operated hotel in the country. He also said he represents 50 Omni properties, 15 Omni properties that also belong to Historic Hotels of America. Have you stayed at Parker House, and did you have any encounters that you couldn't explain? Ooh, well, I have not stayed overnight at the Omni Parker House, Boston, but I've certainly heard about its ghosts. Uh, I, I can tell you that it's the oldest, uh, like as you said, the oldest continuously operated hotel in the country. So, of course, it attracts uh, stories like that over time. Um, I think it's rather haunted, allegedly. Uh, it's believed that the ghost of its founder, Harvey Parker, has been sighted over the last century. And ghosts have reported hearing whispers and uh, even a rocking chair where there was no rocking chair. Mm-hmm. One thing that John Murtha told us was that certain floors generated a lot more guest reports or I should say ghost reports, than others. Doesn't that tell you something is going on there? Uh, It could. Uh, It's undeniable that the 10th floor uh, generates most of the reports of unexplained noises and apparitions. Um, I think one woman um, saw something when she awoke one one morning, and then she went downstairs and realized that the man she had seen in her room, uh, the man that she believed had seen in her room, uh, was Harvey Parker, and she saw his portrait downstairs and, and realized that she might have seen an apparition. Wow. Before I go to the station break, I'd like to share a personal story. When my mother passed away in the year 2000, my daughter and I went to Florida to clear out her condo. And while we were working there, my daughter mentioned her name, and the lights definitely flickered and flashed. We got out of there quick. Mm. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> anyway, listeners, you're listening to Travel Witch Radio now in our 11th season with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. Check us out on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or visit the Travel Witch Radio Facebook page. And we're talking tonight with Catherine Orr of Historic Hotels of America. Catherine, since the Ghostbuster movies are such big hits, I think many people would like to meet a real live ghost and would ask for specific rooms, such as the one in Concord where the surgeon did amputations during the Revolutionary War. 
But I also think other people deliberately want to avoid staying in rooms that are allegedly haunted. In your talks with the Historic Hotels of America general managers, Catherine, what have you heard? That's a good question. I do talk with hotels that have asked me not to tell their ghost stories. Uh, because the fun or the fright of the story isn't worth turning a potential guest away. And I, as much as I sometimes want to tell that story, I respect that choice. I, I don't believe that they're trying to hide anything ugly about their hotels. Uh, their hotels have a lot to lend themselves to people, but they just don't want their ghost stories and the reports of the unexplained to define them and define their story, their historic hotel story. So, um, you know, when it's so unlikely that a guest will have a bad experience, why dwell on it? I, I think more to enjoy about historic hotels than to dislike. Sure, sure. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you don't share some of those stories, is there anything especially that actually happened to you that you would like to share? To me? No. Um, hmm. No, I've never experienced something paranormal at a historic hotel. Uh, you know, just a great night's sleep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, and, you know, sometimes I have thought, you know, when you get in the hotel and it's so, uh, you know, it's so authentic and historical and you can imagine yourself in the past and imagine people never wanting to leave, uh, you do think, you know, will I see a ghost? But no, no, I've never, I've never had an experience like that. Yeah, I bet that's what it is. I bet it, it's so probably authentic that people – almost feel like they're going back in time. Mm -hmm. Now, how long have you been with Historic Hotels of America, and what's your background in the travel hospitality industry? I joined Historic Hotels of America over a year ago, and my background is not in hospitality but in media and history. So I was a National Park Service historian for many years, and then I worked for a history education nonprofit. So I, I love travel, and I love historic preservation, and that's how I ended up working here. That's perfect. Okay, Catherine, do you think people choose one of your members as a place to stay because it is historic, or do people avoid older places because they're worried they won't get a good night's sleep or have adequate space or have the 21st century amenities they demand from TV and air conditioning to the availability of Wi-Fi? Uh-huh. Well, I think both of those statements are true. I think that there's some nuance here, which is the difference between an old hotel and a historic hotel, because mm. Historic Hotels of America members have various degrees of luxury and service, but they're all prestigious, uh, and all but a handful have 21st century amenities. And even the ones that aren't designed – uh, for travelers seeking to unplug are, are fantastic. Um, so, for example, the award-winning Alisal Ranch is a luxury dude ranch, and the rooms don't have TVs because that's, that's not what people go there for. Um, and, you know, of course, Phantom Ranch at the bottom of the Grand Canyon is rough, but there's a lottery system to reserve a room there because it's so in demand. So I, I, think, I think it's about authenticity. I think people choose to stay at historic hotels because they're looking for authentic experiences, uh, whatever that means to them, whether it's extreme luxury or, or um, doing something that's real for them and not having AC, perhaps. Hmm. We're talking with Katrin Orr of Historic Hotels of America. Katrin, I've stayed in roughly 70 members of historic hotels, and I'm headed – to an old favorite at the Hotel Sofia in San Diego while covering the baseball winter meetings in December. Have you heard any ghost stories from that property or from your other historic hotels of America in San Diego? Ooh, San Diego. You know, I was just recommending that uh, that hotel to a friend today. Let me think. 
No. Um, let's see. I think we have three hotels in San Diego in the area. We have La Valencia uh, Hotel Sofia, as you mentioned, and uh, uh, oh, there's a third one. The Grant, I think, there's, right? There's uh, no, not the Grant. No, it, it'll come to me. But we have a third one, and it's fantastic. Uh, it's it's more like a resort. Um, it has fantastic fountains, and it's just beautiful. But I don't think it's haunted. No, I, I don't think any of our San Diego hotels are haunted, but they are certainly worth a visit. Well, I can certainly now, recommend the Hotel Sophia. I've stayed there several times. Mary Ellen? Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, Catherine, um, when you travel, do you always stay at one of your member properties? Yes. Uh, when I try to, um, when I'm planning travel, I always see if there's a member hotel at my destination city. I, I think that historichotels.org and, you know, our, our list of members, um, are a great way to find a really cool, really interesting place to spend the night. And of course, if I can't find a member where I'm going, I always keep an eye out for potential members once I get there. Oh, that's a good idea. And if you meet a stranger on a plane, how? what's your elevator <laughs> speech? How do you recommend staying with Historic Hotels of America? I recommend that they, honestly, I recommend they visit our website and they browse our inspiration section. So we have mm. um, an inspiration section where people can look at city center hotels, look at destination resorts you know, boutique inns, and they should think about, you know, what kind of experience they want to have and, and search that way. That's the beauty part. There's so many different choices. Mm-hmm. So uh, explain explain to our listeners, what's the relationship between Historic Hotels of America and Preferred Hotels? And also, how about the National Trust for Historic Preservation? Right. Uh, so Historic Hotels of America is a program of the National Trust for Historic Preservation. And uh, Histor- the National Trust for Historic Preservation is a partner of Preferred Travel Group. Ah, I see. Okay. Partnership. Mm-hmm. And we'd also like to know if any of your member hotels hold the coveted five diamond ratings from AAA. Oh, yes. So our historic members include nine hotels that are AAA Five Diamond or Forbes Five Star. And um, more than 140 of our members are AAA Four Diamond. So uh, more than 140 of them have award-winning restaurants or dining venues. And, you know, um, you know, and maybe this back to myself, but maybe a few of them are a little haunted. <laughs> but I think that makes them even more special. I think there needs to be a... A triple-A award for haunted hotels. Absolutely. Or a five-pumpkin award. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, did you have a question? Because I I had one I wanted to ask. Yeah, I do. I do. I would would like to ask, I received a press release today from National Trust for Historic Preservation about historic hotels of America that are haunted. And I'd just like you to touch on some of them. Because not all of them are still in your orbit, I think. But Jekyll Island, for example, I stayed there. I know it it was opened in 1887. And there are a few others in that release. Would you like to talk about some of those? Uh, Well, the Jekyll Island, yes, uh, the Jekyll Island uh, Club Resort, it – 
in Jekyll Island, Georgia. Uh, I think that has, that has another one of my favorite stories, in fact. Um, it's about a ghostly bellman who delivers freshly pressed suits to, married, uh, to soon-to-be-married grooms who stay at the hotel right before their wedding. Um, it's also rumored that the famous industrialist J.P. Morgan uh, haunts, haunts the resort. Uh, apparently, he was a lover of cigars, and so people say that they can see him uh, rising early to have a smoke on the porch. Hmm. Well, okay, I the same press release mentions the Fister Hotel, which caught my attention because it opened in 1893, but that's not the reason it caught my attention. I'm a huge baseball fan, as our listeners know. Quite a few visiting ballplayers have stayed there when they're in town to play the Brewers, and according to the release, some may even want to sleep with their bats because they witnessed some strange occurrences in the hotel. Any stories have you heard? Oh, uh, no, I have not heard those stories. No, you're, you're, uh, I have not heard that story. They must have dug that up um, in their, with different research. That's, that's fascinating. Hmm. Okay, and I love the story it's about the Emily Morgan, which opened mm-hmm. in 1924. It was a medical arts building. Now, anytime I hear about medical arts with doctor's offices, I think about amputations, all kinds of stuff going on. But according to the press release, there have been numerous odd reports, including phones ringing in the middle of the night, doors closing at random, and odors of antiseptic wafting in the hallways. Oh, yes, this one's uh, pretty spooky. I think it's it has won some awards as perhaps the most you know, haunted hotel in the world, I, I believe. Um, so this is located right across from the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas, and uh, it's uh, – you know, it, it has a few floors that are that are pretty um, infamous. You know, the, four, the 14th floor and the 12th floor, people have had experiences there. Um, and I believe there's a book you can buy if you want to learn more about it. Okay. And what about the Hollywood Roosevelt? Since 1927, that's when it opened. And according to this report, hotel is rumored to be haunted by Marilyn Monroe, Montgomery Clift, Carol Lombard, and other old-time stars. I heard that, yeah. Wow, well, um I I I would believe it. Uh you know, this is a famous resort uh hotel where, you know, the the first um first Academy Awards was hosted, so I can imagine that it would attract a lot of celebrity ghosts. So you have hotels all over the country. Are you also in Canada or no? Well, Historic Hotels Worldwide has hotels in uh, Canada and throughout the world. And they probably have hauntings or at least reports of hauntings coming from there, too. Yes. Uh, so I can tell you one, one haunting um, that I learned about this year is at uh, a Fairmont Hotel in Alberta, Canada. Now, this is a pretty spectacular hotel um, set in a national park, uh, the Fairmont Banff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's mention number one on the list that was put out by National Trust, the Omni Mount Washington Resort in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire. And it says, in 1902, a railroad tycoon, Joseph Stickney, built the Mount Washington Hotel. And the ghost that people see is referred to as a princess, and she is Carolyn Foster Stickney, Joseph's wife. And according to the release, she was a longtime inhabitant of the hotel and probably still is. Have you heard any stories about that? 
Oh, yes, I have. So that is one where you can actually stay in her room. You can stay in the princess room um, where apparently objects have been seen disappearing and reappearing. Um, and this is room 314. People have seen visions of a woman sitting on the edge of a, an opulent four-poster bed, believed to be Carolyn herself. Um, and uh, these, these tales have uh, inspired many people to hunt for ghosts on the grounds. Catherine, are there other ghost stories or, or sightings that you would like to share before we wrap it up? Yeah, I would. Um, I think Hotel Del Coronado has has another fantastic ghost story um, about the tragic tale of Kate Morgan, who died at the hotel in 1892. She's rumored to have uh, never left, of course. Um, and uh, the hotel, you know, preserved her room um it's it's requested um there have been investigations into the room they've recorded and documented uh phenomena in her room um and in 2022 for the first time ever the hotel de coronado is offering visitors the opportunity to explore her room and her maid's room and view some of the recorded footage from the investigation firsthand and we should let listeners know that if they don't recognize the name of that hotel, the Coronado, that is where they filmed Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay, so beautiful, Marilyn's beautiful name has already come up twice in this in this show, so that's that's a good thing. Is there anything else it you is. would like to add before <laughs> we wrap it up? Yeah, I, I wanted to say um, thank you. Need to believe in ghosts to enjoy a ghost story. I don't think you need to believe in ghosts to enjoy staying at a haunted hotel. Uh, I think that these legends add to the richness of the hotel's character, and anyone anyone can enjoy that. Well said. And if people want to get more information about Historic Hotels of America, how can they do that? Oh, of course, go to our website. Uh, our website is historichotels.org, or you can find the National Trust for Historic Preservation at savingplaces.org. We've been talking tonight with Catherine Orr, Manager of Marketing Communications for Historic Hotels of America. Thank you, Catherine, for joining us on Travel with Radio, and happy Halloween in advance. Hey, thank you, Dan. Enjoy spooky season. Okay, thank you. And listeners, the World Series starts tomorrow, the perfect time to get your guide to the World Series and baseball history. My book, The New Baseball Bible, Notes, Nuggets, Lists, and Legends from Our National Pastime. It's both a bathroom book and a coffee table book. Get it tonight from Amazon.com. That's the new baseball Bible with Mike Trout on the cover. And that's it for this edition of Travel Witch Radio. Next week, same time, same station, same writer, same announcers, we'll talk to Donna Haynes of the Metropolitan Transit Authority about great places to go by rail in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, tri-state area. Now this is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe.